This is episode 217 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today, it's going to be all about getting unstuck with my guest, Sean Miner. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and emotional eating expert, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food method and founder of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy. Corporate executive turned health expert with my own journey with weight, body image, and food. It's now my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently right now and unconditionally. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hello, sisters. Welcome back. Your host here, Stephanie Dodier. I'm raising my hand all alone in my office talking to my mic. It's going to be an epic episode today. We have just kicked off December. So if you're listening live, today should technically be December 5th for you. And if you're listening in a later date, well, today was December 5th. And it's officially December 2019. The next 45 days, perhaps even 60 days, will be the heaviest diet culture days of your entire year. You're going to hear diet culture everywhere. You're going to see it everywhere. You're going to have discussion about it at your holiday parties. Or even if it's not holiday parties, anywhere you go with other women, there's bound to be someone who's going to tell you that they're starting this amazing diet come January. There's going to be comments made perhaps about your body or judging thoughts about what you eat. And you're going to come back home or when you're going to be alone and you're going to wonder, am I doing the right thing? Is going beyond the food the right way? Should I be going on a diet come January? And slowly it's going to creep on you. All these images, these social media posts with these thin women promoting the shake and the exercise program and keto being the amazing non-diet diet that guarantees you to lose 20 pounds, but it's not a diet. All of that will slowly creep on you and you're going to lose faith. You're going to lose faith in yourself. You're going to lose faith in perhaps intuitive eating, on body neutrality, perhaps even on me and diet culture, because it is so good at marketing. will start getting back its beauty, its attractiveness, its easiness that you've done for so long before. Do you feel me? Perhaps it's already happening, but it's guaranteed that those thoughts are going to come in your mind over the next 60 days. And the newer, or the, the more recent your journey beyond the food is, the more intense these types of thoughts and these thinking pattern will be in this inner dialogue, in this inner fight with yourself. Like one side of you, no, 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 I can't diet. It, diet doesn't work, 95% failure. And the other side of you saying, yeah, if you try harder this time, you're going to be successful. Look at these people on social media, right? They all did it. And look at this before and after picture. You can look like this. All of this is going to happen. 
have been there, done it, and coach women through it at this period of the year. So I have an offer for you. I have an offer to help you stick through your commitment to yourself to not diet, go forward, or perhaps even just commit to 2020, undiet 2020. I've created for you a pledge. I called it the undiet 2020 pledge. And I want you to go to this link I'm going to give you very shortly, sign the pledge, print the contract, the pledge contract I am going to send you, print it in your home, perhaps in multiple copies, and post it where you're going to see it every day over the next 45 to 60 days. As a constant reminder, when those thoughts come up, that diet culture feels and seems so attractive that you're reminded of where you're trying to go, that you're trying to undiet your life. If you have been in the undiet ways for a certain amount of time, and perhaps you're already an intuitive eater, I would suggest that perhaps you invite that friend, that sister, that coworker who's been asking you slowly and gradually what you're doing to invite her to take the pledge with you, to use this medium as a point of conversation with other women in your life to get them to see what a non-diet lifestyle could look for them. That you can become a leader, perhaps. Use that pledge to not push it on people, because we don't want to do that, right? Men have to come to the undiet world by themselves, but perhaps that's going to be the occasion for you to have that discussion with that sister in your life. So depending where you are, this pledge can be used in different way. But bottom line, it's about you not caving in to diet culture over the month of December and January. And every year I've made a commitment to myself, I'm going to repeat this pledge, change it yearly and updated it so that you have this tool on your journey. Perhaps this year you're new, and next year you're gonna be the sister who's gonna lend a hen to another sister to bring her in to the world of intuitive eating and body neutrality. So I'm inviting you to take this pledge. Go to stephaniedodzie.com slash pledge. This link is also in the show notes, stephaniedoze.com slash 217 or whatever podcast app you're listening. The link will be there. All you have to do is to sign it on the webpage and then an email will be sent to you within 15 minutes with your PDF format that you can download and print for yourself. Now, today's episode is in alignment with this. It's to help you with that mindset of that internal battle that we will be faced with over the next two months to go or not to go on a diet culture, right? To commit or not to not commit. My guest today is Sean Miner. Sean, for those who've been following me for a long time, is a very close friend, a personal friend of mine and a professional friend as well, a colleague. 
And she calls that other voice in your head, your ego. And she's going to give us five steps today to help you get unstuck. And she has a beautiful story. Um, if you follow her, you'll know that she's pivoting her business right now. She was a nutritionist just like me before. That's how we met. And she's pivoting her business from nutrition to mindset to go beyond the food, right? She's realized her own practice, what I have known, that focusing on food and diet is not the solution. And now she's changing her business to serve women in a different angle with mindset. So it's a beautiful interview. It is the tools that you need for the next six weeks to help you not entertain diet culture thoughts, but instead focusing on thoughts that I call love-based thoughts. So listen very closely. She's going to give you a bunch of tips and also some steps to take. I'll see you after the interview. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you, Steph. I'm so excited to be here with you. You're one of my very favorite people to chat with. Me too. It's probably because we've we're had so many outside. good chats. Yeah, <laughs> that could be. I was just looking up how far has it been since you've been on the podcast and it's been almost a year and a half now. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's, a very, there's a very good reason why you're here is because I purposely, I was saying to you, I stopped talking about food on purpose, but you're shifting your entire world right now. Mm -hmm. What is the going on? Yeah, well... <laughs> I have been talking about, well, as a nutritionist, I've been yes. talking about food for six years. Mm -hmm. And even before that, I was as a personal trainer talking about food. And I realized in that time that there's something I'm not talking about that I'm super passionate about. And even more so than that, something that I'm very passionate about, but also what I've seen in all the work that I've done with so many women, thousands of women now helping them with their health, it still wasn't clicking. Like that true health still wasn't sinking in and what they really wanted wasn't actually happening. And it really got me thinking, oh, I have this other thing that I've been doing in my life for years now that's very important to me. But also I can now see how this is really important to other people and they're not doing it. They're not even thinking about it. It's not even on their radar. And that is with this mindset work and um, really using the power of your mind uh, to understand, first of all, why you act the way you act and feel the way that you feel and believe what you believe, but then also potentially rewiring it or reworking it to some degree so that you can start thinking what you want to think and being who you want to be and doing what you want to do. So this is something, again, I've done in my own life. It was very important. It was huge work to me becoming who I am today and having the life that I have today. Uh, and it was something I kept very private until I couldn't any longer. <laughs> so I'm like, the food is one thing and it's, I still something I'm very passionate about. I love cooking. I love eating. I love all the things that food brings, but there's more to the story. There's a lot more to the story that I think needs to be shared. And that is what your mind is doing that is either keeping you stuck or setting you free. It's very interesting that, so we've been in that business for a long time, both of us. And mm -hmm. the more that I look at people that are expert in nutrition or expert in health, they're all gradually doing that shift. Have you noticed that the same way? Yes. 
Yes. We all start at that place where we think that the solution is food and we graduate with this degree that we think food is the thing. And then we start seeing it in our own life, just like you did. And then Mm -hmm. we start seeing in our patients and our client and like, we come to the realization that food is just one other thing. Right. I mean, there's so many pieces to the puzzle. And a lot of us, women especially, put food as it being like the piece. (laughs) Like as soon as I figure out this food thing, my life is all going to come together. My health is all going to come together. I'm going to be super happy. Everything's going to go my way. It's like we put so much emphasis on that. And I did. I know Mm -hmm. you did. I definitely did. And it was a huge piece of my life and a lot of other women in the community that, that we know that are teachers of this stuff, same kind of deal. But it's like, okay, so now my food's great and I got, have a really good relationship there, but something's still missing or, you know, what else am I doing wrong? And so a lot of people continue down the rabbit hole of like, well, now I need to take more supplements or I need to do more testing or I need to get further and further into this like wellness, you know, wellness trend. But then other people like kind of take this other approach, which we have done and a lot of other people have done where it's like, I think there might be something going on deeper. I think I need to go deeper instead of saying surface level, which at this point, I feel like trying another diet, trying more supplements, doing the testing, all that stuff is kind of surface level. It's important. And there's a lot of cases where we definitely need that in order to get a hold of some degree of our health but we still need to go deeper. And a lot of us ignore that. Um, and again, like I said, I think some people don't realize that it's even needed or don't even see that as a thing. And some people ignore it, but either way, it's always this case of, because it's hard, like it's hard work to do. The work that you do with women is challenging stuff. You really have to go in deep. And, um, the same thing with the work that I am now teaching women, it's like, you can't just stay surface level. We've got to dive in and you've got to get really interested in your own situation and your own mind and your own thoughts. But then once you do, it's like the whole world opens up and Mm -hmm. then you can really start making some changes and really start seeing some shifts instead of constantly staying in this surface level place. Right. And so like we can really get the puzzle figured out. Why do you think like in your practice, right? So just frame things for people. You still have up until next week, the keto for women show you had a private practice, you had group program. So you saw a lot of volume of people, right? Yes. Yes. Why do you think that is that women are afraid to look at their mindset or their thoughts? Uh, I think that there's a couple reasons. First of all, it's really hard. It's hard. It's uncomfortable work. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't feel good necessarily. It's not rainbows and butterflies when you start digging into your mindset and understanding, oh, like something that happened to me when I was bullied when I was seven years old is now still impacting how I feel and how I react to things today. Like to be able to do that work and to like see those things that you've blocked out. That's not comfortable. It's not fun. It doesn't feel good. Um, it feels good afterwards once you can process through that. But at the time, it's yucky. And so it's much easier to um, to stay service level and to not go deeper. And it feels more comfortable. And we are very we are creatures of comfort. We want to stay comfortable. Our entire body wants to stay in our comfort zone. Uh, so to dig through that work and do that work is 
breaking out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one big reason. And I think the other reason is uh, because we have been conditioned not to. We've been taught not to feel a lot of times or not to express emotion, um, not to uh, dive in and to feel bad about something or to have a negative emotion. Uh, So we are kind of like based on conditioned practice. We don't look. We are we kind of think that we shouldn't look or that we shouldn't dive in, that we should just stay surface level. Uh, So I think it's a combination of one of those two. And I also think that, again, like I said, we just don't even know. Like we're Mm -hmm. so busy with our like to-do list and with just going through the autopilot of life that we don't even consider doing anything else besides going to work, picking up the kids, taking the kids to practice, making dinner, going to bed, you know, like Yes. Traditional life. Let's not go anywhere beyond that. You know, it's like very easy to get caught up in the whole hum of life. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to say one thing to the word hard. We have to think about what hard means to us. Mm -hmm. Because doing mindset work or mind work is really non-exhausting. It's literally doing nothing and writing in a journal or thinking or meditating, whatever, however you do it. But it's our perception of what it's going to be and the fear around it instead of truly being hard. Because I don't think it's hard work. It's just that we're afraid of it. Right. Like it's definitely not physically hard all the time. But I think it can also be challenging to to be like, what? Why am I thinking this? Where did this come from? And so much of our subconscious mind, which is where all of our beliefs are stored, uh, they're so deep in there that we don't even know they're there. Like mm-hmm. we do not even know they're there. So it often takes working with a professional to be like, can you die? Can you see? Can you go back in time to figure out where this began? Uh, because it's like com- been completely blocked. So yes. it can be a challenge to find that stuff too. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, it's again, for me, it's a notion of hard, right? What yeah, do we right. find hard? Right. And, yeah, and, exactly. I, and, and when we think about chronic dieters, like, I have done some hard stuff in my life. Like I fasted for like seven days <laughs> and I've ate like 800 calories a day. And I went on the cabbage soup diet. Like when I look back, that's hard. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. Starving myself, going to the gym twice a day. That's hard. Writing in my journal. Eh, not so hard. <laughs> yeah. That's no, actually really wonderful. It feels really good. Exactly. Right. I'm in my robe on the couch and my yeah. fuzzy slippers and life is good like yeah so So it's it's all all perspective yes so you're shifting your world and your business right now to teach about mindset and so I follow you on Instagram so does everybody should but it's very interesting because you're having to resort to using mindset a lot in this shift you mind talking about this a bit yeah give example around that Yes. This has been very interesting because it's like what I'm teaching and spending all my time like really uh, forming the right ideas to express to my audience is also like exactly what I'm trying to do in my own head right now, even though these are tools that I've been using for years. Like my mindset work started a little over three years ago and I've been doing it consistently since. Um, But It also now is a time where life got really stressful. Mm -hmm. Um, It was 
kind of this thing where I have this very successful, awesome nutrition business that is fulfilling and fun and all that stuff. But I, like I said, couldn't get to past the point of, I need to talk about this other thing. I just had this intuitive sense. Like I couldn't keep this private anymore because this is really something that women need. So it was like this pull that I couldn't ignore, even though it meant basically turning my back on a successful business. But at the same time, my, um, fire wasn't lit by that practice anymore. My fire was being lit by this mindset work. And I always, always, always go towards my passion. That is Mm -hmm. something that I have done. It probably means I'll change businesses and talks 500 more times in my life. Um, but I can't help it. I have to talk about what I'm passionate about. Uh, so it got to the point where I had to make this switch. And I think a lot of people would just think I'm crazy Mm -hmm. because I'm, you know, I have a very built up successful practice. Um, it's easy. Like I said, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. It's great, but it wasn't lighting my fire anymore. So, um, that's where it's like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I have to follow this. Uh, so it came with a lot of stress because I'm also the kind of person that when I have this new passion and I have this new thing that I want to teach and I have new ideas, it's like, I'm going like, I'm going full speed ahead. We've got to make this happen. When can this come out? I want it to come out tomorrow. (laughs) It's like, I have no, it's very hard for me to put on any sort of breaks when I have a passion. So that meant that, you know, I'm, I'm creating a new course. And by the way, this course has been in production in my head for over a year, like notes and notes and notes and notes. I've been working on it for over a year, but then I'm finally putting this, all those notes into a course. I'm creating a new podcast, um, that, you know, a lot comes with creating a new podcast. It's not like you just hit record (laughs) one day. I mean, it's not the hardest thing in the world, but it takes a lot of planning and, and, um, preparation. And I'm teaching, uh, new things to the old, um, audience, which my old audience was interested in nutrition and keto. That's why they, and this is the hardest part. That's why they uh, joined me mm-hmm. on my journey. And then now I'm talking about something that they may not even care about or know they care about or want. Uh, but I still I have to go with my gut and teach this stuff to a cold audience, essentially, um, the one that's not really interested in what I'm talking about, or at least somewhat. Uh, so doing that just caused a lot of anxiety and stress and just full on working every day, getting all everything out. And then once everything is out, it becomes, well, how's it going to be received? (laughs) Like, cool. Now we did all this. Was it for nothing? Like, is this going on deaf ears? Do people not care? Um, and it was hard for me. It was really hard because you do, I just think no matter who you are, when you put something out into the world, you want validation. Mm -hmm. Like you want to know that it's accepted, that's appreciated, that people are getting something from it, that you're not creating crap content. Uh, And that's where I have found myself over the past few weeks uh, was just really getting too involved, I think, in the external when what really matters is internally because the cool thing about mindset work that I absolutely love is that you can put full trust in something other than you in something more than your effort and your constant trying, 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 what's the next move. You can take a back seat. You can relax and breathe and trust and use your own internal guidance to, um, to know how it's going, to know what the next right move is, to know when you can sit back and just let it work, do its magic. 
Uh, and that's what I wasn't doing. I found myself getting too involved in that external, like what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Am I posting the right thing? Am I posting at the right time? Am I saying the right word? You know, it's like, I know you feel me. It's like the part of the business world that is very hard, um, especially with today's environment of Instagram and social media and all that good stuff. So um, I had to basically, I had to sit back. I had to get out my journal and I journaled basically all of my fears. And this is something that I love telling other people to do is write from what I call your ego, which is this place that com- your your voice, your constant chatter that is fear-based. Write down everything that that voice is saying, which is the scary stuff. Like, I'm not going to make any money. This is going to be a failure. I'm going to have to go find another job at the grocery store. <laughs> like all the things that are completely like ridiculous but these are things that go through your head. So write down that stuff and get it all out because the best way that you can um, process these thoughts that are coming from your ego is to just see them on paper, get them out of your head um, and let that be it. And then from there, tap into this more intuitive side, which is this like gentle knowing. It's a very soft voice. It's very calm. It doesn't necessarily come right away. It's just like you wait for it and you just like feel that calm. You feel that trust, like really focus on that. And then what comes out of that, um, which for me was like, everything is working in perfect order. Like that's just what I heard. Like just Mm -hmm. trust the process. Everything is working for you. And so I was able to get out of that crazy mode and get back into this place of trust where like, I don't care about the rankings of my podcast. I don't need to see the downloads. I just go based on how I feel. I post what I feel like posting, what comes to me and I let it be. I just Mm -hmm. let it be. I let it flow. And like, I was not sleeping. (laughs) I was legit not getting sleep. I would like toss and turn in my bed for hours because of this anxiety And I did that work and I got back to my intuition and I let go and I began this trusting process again and I'm sleeping and I feel so much better and it's just like I'm so much more relaxed and I'm having fun in my life again, knowing that it's all working out in perfect order. It just was such a big change. So there's a lot to unpack here, but I want to start unpacking some basic stuff. So mindset work is not about eliminating the negative thinking. No, that's not going to go anywhere. There's no way. We are humans. We live in 2019, 2020, whatever, whenever you're listening to this, we live in this world as it is today. We're going to have negative chatter. Um, It's going to happen. It's not about getting rid of that. It's about, like I said, what I do is I let it out. I let it out. I let it process. I let it do its thing. And then I kind of, I always think of this, it's like ego's on like over my one shoulder and intuition's over mm-hmm. on my other shoulder. So it's like my ego's going to go first. He, he gets the first time to chat it out. And then I sit and I wait for that intuition. And the great thing about, so the ego's going to be negative, scared, chatter. The intuition is never going to be negative or fear-based. It's always just going to be right. It's just going to be what you need in that moment and what's right for you. Uh, so you just kind of try to wait for that. And it it is tough to, I think, cultivate sometimes hearing that voice. It does take some time, 
But even if you can just get your negative thoughts out and see them, like totally be aware of them. We're not trying to like push them down, pretend like they're not there. Be aware of them, get them out and then see what else comes up. I think that's the best way is to allow your ego to have its time. So I'm going to see what comes up. If you don't mind, I'm just going to translate that into the world of neuroscience. Yes, so please do. your ego that Sean refers to is that survival based reptilian brain, right? So all of us as human have one goal in life is to survive life. That's just our goal, right? And then when we have a threat in our environment that would pending that event could disrupt our survival, the reptilian brain takes over, AKA the ego takes over and sends you all kinds of thoughts and message in your brain to prevent you from doing the thing that could threaten your life. Mm -hmm. And you have a great example, right? Shifting your business is a threat to your financial survival. Mm -hmm. right. So your reptilian brain went like, holy Jesus. <laughs> Right? I'm going to try to control everything. I'm going to just like, let's just overthink this to the max to the point where you can't sleep. Right. That's bad. So it's never going to stop. The reptilian brain right. will always want to protect you. But what I'm hearing, it's more about learning a methodology, a process, a system to deal with those thoughts. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And in your case, you're using journal. Yeah, I mean, I think journal is the great way if you have the time, but even if you just notice, if you do have that, uh, those thoughts going on and you'll notice by even your body, like you feel more tense, you feel stressed out. You're like, go, go, go constant. You have that constant chatter. You'll notice. And even just doing that exercise where you do take the time to be like, Oh, I can see that this is my fear based ego talking. I'm going to let it have its moment and then we're going to kind of go into more of this intuition or like just this soft, gentle knowing we're going to go back to that and just calm ourselves down. Like you can do it in the moment too, which is really nice. Yes. But for people starting doing it in the moment is more difficult until you've built the skill sets. Would that be right? Yeah, for sure. So if you can start with the journal, like at the end of the day, go take some time, grab your journal or a piece of paper if you don't have a journal yet, but I highly recommend getting one. That's your space. Just take your journal and get into a quiet place and write down those negative thoughts you had throughout the day. Okay. Just write them all down. Any sort of negative thought that you're having, what you're stressed about, what you don't want to do, what's coming up that you're freaking out about, anything, like what could happen? Like just really get it as deep as you can. And especially with the emotion involved, like mm. I'm scared that I'm going to, um, I'm scared that I'm going to fail my, my presentation tomorrow or something, you know, just whatever you have. Um, or I'm annoyed with my husband because he was late or, you know, just whatever. Well, can we say up. I'm afraid I'm going to start eating intuitively. I'm going to gain weight. That's absolutely. our world here, right? That's, that's what we absolutely. do. Absolutely. Like that's a really good, the best time is, I would say maybe before you're making a big change, which mm -hmm. for that would be, especially if you come from a history of dieting, which I know a lot of women do here, right? Yeah. So um, what are you scared of? Like write it down. Like I'm scared I'm going to gain weight. I'm scared I'm going to lose control around food. I, I'm scared I'm going to binge forever. Uh, I'm worried that I won't be able to fit into my clothes. Feel it. Like write out the feelings, write out all those, everything that you think, feel, um, are scared to experience, all that stuff. Like bring the elephant out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the worst thing that we can do is pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> There's always going to be an elephant there. 
<laughs> that's uncomfortable. That can yes. get awkward. So yeah, we want to get the elephant out and feel the elephant. Yes. And then what do we do? So for me, like I said, for me, I let it all out. Yeah. Purge it then, out. And then I do what I call get into alignment. Okay, go for it. So we're getting into alignment, which in my world and for what I teach means raising your vibration. And this is where I just want to chat just a little bit about um, energy because every single thing in our entire existence is made up of energy. All we really are is vibrating energy. Every part of our body, um, including our thoughts, emotions, um, beliefs, they all are vibrating energy. So it's like once I realized that three half three and a half years ago, it just changed everything for me because we also then can understand that different emotions vibrate at different frequencies. So if you have a negative emotion, it's going to have a lower vibration. I think shame, um, I'm re- I think resentment maybe too are some of the lowest yeah. Uh, vibrating energies that you can have as far as frequency goes. And then something like joy is of the highest uh, frequency of vibration. So these positive emotions have higher frequencies of vibration. So once I was able to realize that and just see like, oh my gosh, because at this point where I started my mindset journey, I was super sick. I had basically had to give up my entire life because of the illness. Like I was too tired to do anything. My clothes didn't fit. I had gained some weight. My clothes didn't fit. So I didn't have anything to wear out with friends. I didn't want to go out with friends. I was just in a really bad place. And I was basically operating out of like anger, um, resentment, frustration. I was frustrated with my body. I was frustrated with the situation, like so many negative emotions going through me. So once I was like, Oh crap, (laughs) well, I've really been negative, uh, kind of, um, operating at this low vibration for a really long time. No wonder things aren't getting better. Um, and so I could then see that if I were to just even slightly, increase my emotion to a more positive emotion, then I would get a more positive vibration throughout my body with my emotions. And that would attract more positive vibrating things, which is um, kind of something we can get into in a little bit if you Mm -hmm. want. But um, so what I love about this approach is that if you have a um, lower vibration as far as your emotion goes, so you're kind of in a more negative headspace, you don't have to try to get to joy. Like if you're at shame right now, getting all the way up to joy is not possible. Like you can't make that jump. But maybe you can go from um, like anger to fear and then from fear to like discomfort or annoyance or something like that where it's just like you're making them a little, just taking these little leaps that make you feel a little better emotionally and you're having better thoughts And just with that, that's kind of part of this getting into alignment that I do because when you can increase your vibrational energy through your emotion, then you just, you have better thoughts. You, so you're thinking more positive things about whatever situation that you have. 
and you have less of this negative chatter talk. It's not, of course, going to go away, but it changes a little bit, you know, so it has a little different uh, um, appearance, I guess, in your mind. So that's why I think the very next step just needs to be to kind of let things go a little bit and just focus on feeling a little bit better. Um, getting into alignment, seeing what you can do to just move the needle a little bit on where you're currently sitting. Um, and for people that actually want to see the full list of the emotions and the low ones versus the high ones and how they can take these little steps. Um, if you go to seanminer.com slash scale, it's the emotional frequency scale. It's very beautiful. I had a good designer design it. Um, it's really beautiful and you can print it out and even just keep it by your bed or at your desk when you're feeling, wherever you feel like you kind of have some low vibes sometimes. Um, and you can see like what's one step up from what I'm feeling right now and how could I potentially get there today? Like, what kind of thought or how could I change my thought just a little bit to go from being shame to being disappointed or something like that? Like, how could I shift just a little bit? And then from there, as you keep going, you progress and progress and progress. And suddenly all of a sudden you're up into that positive headspace. You know, you have those good feeling emotions. You're in a higher vibration. And all I can say is alignment. Like it is feels like magic. You are attracting the things that you want. You're attracting more um, positive things into your life because you are feeling these positive emotions, um, more positive experiences. um, And like your dreams basically start coming true. You start having these really awesome experiences. And it's all because you took the time to really sit with where you're at now and how you're feeling now. And then what small step can I do to improve that today? Like just what's one little thing I can do today to feel a little bit better. Okay, so awareness. Yep. So seeing the elephant in a room. Yes. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Grabbing your journal and dumping all that thinking on a piece of paper. Mm hmm. Right. And then realizing is that a low frequency or low vibrancy state of being, or is it high? Most likely it's low. And then we move up that scale or we try to move up. We move from anger to fear, for an example, from fear to discomfort. My question is, how do we do that? How does one who's currently in anger move to fear or discomfort? What do they do like practically? Well, there's a couple of things, a couple of ways you can go about it. You can either A, if you can figure out this thought is what's leading me to fear. Like I'm scared I'm going to start binge eating as soon as I try to be intuitive with my food. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then instead of it saying that to yourself, could you say, I'm uncomfortable with the idea that when I move to intuitive eating, I might start binging. Like it's not as bad. Like, can you even just like hearing that it's not as bad. Uncomfortable is something that can be changed. You know, like it's something that has some tangible things where with a little bit more, um, moving up the scale, I guess, with a little bit more positivity, that could be shifted out of. Scared is a little harder to get there, right? So we are we just made that little thing. So if you can think of that thought that is causing that emotion and then see how you could reframe that, cool. If you're not there yet and you just know, I'm scared. I don't know why. I don't know what it's coming from. I just feel bad. 
do other things that are are um, in a very positive vibration that will just pull you out of that. My two favorites right now are gratitude, of course. We all know that as mindset people, we are um, very into gratitude. But it's it's like this appreciation journal. Like, what do you appreciate about anything that's going on in your life? If you can find something that you're grateful for or appreciative of within that thing that you're scared about, like if it is like intuitive eating or whatever, your your current situation there, can you find something that you're grateful for? Like, I'm grateful to have Stephanie leading the way for me. Something like that to where, I mean, just saying that, like you have a support system, like I already feel better, you know, just in, in that like example. So you can do that, which will automatically increase your vibration, something with gratitude or, or um, that kind of thing or uh, giving like mm-hmm. being of service to others in some way. It doesn't have to be monetary. It's not like you have to go donate all your funds um, to some sort of charity. You can make dinner for your neighbor and go deliver them dinner if they're having a hard time in life right now. You can give an extended hug to a friend or write an actual like letter, like write a letter and put it through snail mail to um, a, a cousin you haven't seen in a while or something like that. Do these acts of giving, again, immediately puts you into a better vibration. So there's a, a, a ton of other ways. You know, movement's great. Um, self-care is wonderful. There's tons of things you can do, but it's you don't have to necessarily focus on why do I need to change this thought? Or like, what is that thought? Why do I need to change it? If you're not there yet, just doing other things that you know are positive will automatically move you up this scale. Absolutely. And sh- like a dance party, right? Yeah, Moving, exactly. Like- moving the energy from the body, right? Mm -hmm. Literally moving it. And for me, I could just go sit out in nature, like the vibration of nature for me, like soaks right into my blood. So um, just something like that, find what really lights you up, like what makes you feel awesome. And actually another thing that I've been doing lately is listening to music that has a certain frequency. That is really wonderful too. They're on a lot of, um, um, meditation apps. They have these um, really uplifting musical uh, pieces that are just wonderful for that too. That's amazing. So now we've raised this vibration. And then so now the last step is what do you call it is attracting? Yeah, so you can think of it as attracting you can I think of it um, as action, okay. like you're taking inspired action, okay. which may mean sitting back and attracting. It maybe means sitting back and doing nothing, uh, but it's just the difference between being on the hamster wheel, being in this everyday ho-hum, like I'm just going to go through the mindless actions of life to inspired action. So now that you have this higher vibration, you are going to be in the realm to attract higher vibrating things, like I said, but you have to be on the lookout for them. You have to know that that's what it is. So you're kind of looking for just like signs um, or symbols of what the next step will be. And a lot of times it's just a feeling. Mm. It's that intuitive feeling where it's like, for me, it was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to talk about this uh, today on my podcast instead of like forcing it like this is what I need to do in order to get this many people to listen and, you know, just get into the whole craziness of having a business. 
it's like this gentle push of like, this is what the next step is. And that knowingness that we're looking for. So you have to really find those actions that you take that are inspired. Remember, that's what we're looking for. In the case of someone who is uh, trying to get into intuitive eating, well, the next step is now that you've gone through, you know that you're in your you were scared, you've worked your way up the ladder a little bit, you did some gratitude practice, that kind of thing. So you're feeling a little better. You're feeling in this more positive space with it. Now you take action. Now you do what Stephanie told you to do on this week's podcast you, episode. You eat when you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. And you try it. You try it with that newfound positive energy because now you're, um, whatever you're doing, whatever is your action, it's coming from this positive place. So now it's probably coming from this place of contentment or um, excitement, perhaps even. And like, that's going to go way better than getting into action from a place of fear. Right? It's going to go way better. It's the whole Adam that I call love versus fear. Mm -hmm. Right? So take action from a place of love instead of fear. But for you to be able to do that, you need to shift that energy level to even see love in the first place. Yes, exactly, exactly. And also when we're up there in that higher vibe place, we have a better chance of, yes, our ego fear voice is still going to be there. It's going to be quieter and you're going to have a lot better chance of being able to set that aside and listen to that intuitive sense. You're going to tap into your intuition a lot easier, which is a huge piece of intuitive eating, listening to your body and understanding what it's telling you. Uh, That is all going to flow a lot easier and more comfortably when you have taken the time to really work your way up into that positive vibration. So, um, so that's the, the third step. There is one more just quickly. Sure. And that is just acceptance, which I think is really important in accepting where you are right now. And the biggest thing that I'm such a huge fan of is being happy now. Because yes, thing you're in this positive space, you're taking action that's very inspired. You've started being more aware of your thoughts and beliefs. So all that's going really well. But at the same time, we, we still can tend to get stuck in this place of why isn't it happening yet? Or I'm, I'm positive. Why aren't things coming my way? Why am I still stuck here? Why are things going wrong? You have to accept. You have to be come from all of this with a place of acceptance for being happy and content and satisfied with what's going on right now. And then right now, and then right now, which is basically just staying present. Just yeah. staying with the present, not thinking too much about the future or what's happened in the past, but staying present and accepting what is right in the moment. And that's a perfect example of body image, for an example, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Accepting what is and nourishing, serving your body to the best of its ability as it is now, not deserving in the future or regretting from the past. Mm-hmm. So important. Because both of those categories of thought keep you stuck. Yes. They will always keep you stuck. And if you think about that, what you're thinking about in the past or in the future is probably has at least a tone of negativity to it. So then there goes, we're working our way back down the ladder again, which we just tried so hard to work up. So, you know, you have to be very mindful of those kind of thoughts that do come in. That's amazing. Is that what you, because you have a new podcast now, right? So is that what you talk about and teach on the podcast? 
Yeah, the general idea of the podcast is to just continue to provide uh, tips and tricks to work your way up into that higher vibration. Okay. So having a more positive uh, aspect to life and emotions and thoughts, it's a lot about why you think what you think, why you emote what you emote, and just really doing some of the digging of what's going on in your life. But the whole idea, it's called unstuck for a reason, is because a lot of women are stuck. And the reason behind that is because they are in this low vibrating place. They haven't thought much about it. They're, you know, kind of on that, like I said, that hamster wheel and not really giving any more thought as to why they're mm -hmm. stuck where they are, feeling the way they feel, doing what they're doing when they do have other things they want in, out of life. Because you can have what you want out of life. You really, truly can. But you have to do the work. Yes. I think it's essential that we are constantly fed this type of thinking. Because yes. we live in a society that does not nurture this type of thinking. Society is built to nurture fear. We won't get into the politics of it, but basically it will stay like that as long as we stay in the current political and financial environment we're in. So mm -hmm. you have to take the initiative to get someone like Sean talking to you every so often to remind you. Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. I still need it. I need it all the time. Right. So it's something that is a constant work in progress. It's not going to, you're not going to finalize this. <laughs> it's going to be constant. And that's why I want to come in once a week into people's lives and just give them that reinforcement as much as I can. Yeah. The only way to get out of it is to become a monk and go live on yes, the top right. of a mountain somewhere and never interact with humans again. I mean, sometimes that sounds pretty nice. If I go <laughs> Well, I did a 10-day silent retreat in a uh, Buddhist place. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. And I can tell you by day eight or nine, I was like feeling like the monk on top of the planet. Really? Yes. But it wasn't sustainable. Like you got to earn a living. You got to live in, in right. the world, right? It right. was with a different purpose, but it does happen. So unless any of you wants to do that and constantly live in a silent retreat, you got to work something else in your life to be reminded to think differently. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes like a few minutes a day. Yes. It's not like we're not asking for you to go journal for an hour every single day and then go meditate and take a bath and all this stuff. It's like just a five minutes of awareness, getting it out, seeing what you can take as your next step, seeing how you can feel a little better. And that's it. So, but it is, you do have, yeah, have to be reminded for sure. Yeah. So I think that's why uh, we're going to put the link of the podcast, but I think it should be a must and it's short shows as well. I love the concept. Mm -hmm. Like it's very mm -hmm. short, like it's not an hour. It's like mm -hmm. 20 minutes. It's in and out. I think it's the perfect like company to driving around. Yeah, for sure. Like here's what you're doing this week and every single one has a takeaway. So it's like a thought takeaway and everyone has an action item too. Like something to try that week um, to add something in some mindfulness. Easy. Yeah, something very easy. Exactly. Awesome. So. Is there anything else you would like to share with our audience before you leave? Well, I think that pretty much sums it up. I will say to just start being more aware. Just today, get out one piece of paper and just write whatever comes out. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. 
just write, just see Mm -hmm. what comes up. And quite often one page turns into like 10 because you realize you have a lot of stuff to get out. Yes. So I think it's just that I just would love to see more women doing that free writing exercise and just getting those thoughts out. And it's like sometimes you'll go back the next day and read them. And by the way, you can absolutely tear them up and never look at them again. It's not about going back and, you know, reflecting on anything. But um, if you do, you're like, man, I can't believe I was thinking that. And you really start seeing like your mind's going through some major stuff. So it gives a little perspective and and it always, always helps. So I think that's it. And I'd love to hang out with you guys. You can find me wherever, my website, Instagram, whatever you want to do. So we'll start with the podcast. Everybody's going to head over to their whatever app platform you're using right now and find the unsuck and Mm -hmm. start listening to it because you're at the beginning of this journey. So start from the beginning, right? That's one of the one things I think is so great is like any podcast I listen to now that I find it's like, oh my God, I have 300 episodes. This is going to take me years to catch up. (laughs) So yeah, you can start from the beginning. You'll be caught up in a couple hours. It'll be great. The other thing I'd like to have you back on is to talk about this whole manifestation attraction that literally some people will label as woo woo and judgy and I want to debunk that at some point with you yes I would love to do that I kind of touched on it a little bit but we very much glided over that because we need to let people know that they may find it a little woo woo but I really I'm trying to get it out of that because it's not at all there's like very good evidence to show that it is a real thing so I'd love to come back and chat yeah because I can speak to the neuroscience piece of it and it's all demonstrated so we'll do that thank you Sean for having been with us Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. There you have it, sister. You now know what you need to do. So the next steps for you is to go and sign your pledge, right? StephanieDoze.com slash pledge. Sign your pledge, print it in the email that's going to come after, post it in your home. And then as the internal battle shows up for you over the next two months, follow the steps that Sean taught you. Go grab your journal and dump all your fears in there. All those old diet culture thoughts that are going to come up, just dump it in your journal and do step-by-step what Sean has taught you. So you can come out at the end of January, 2020, still free from diet culture. Thank you very much for having been with me on this episode. If it helps you, I would be very grateful for you to leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app of choice to share with other women this great episode that we created, both me and Sean, for you. The next episode, 218, is part four of the weight loss series. Yes, this was all engineered because I knew it was coming up in December and November, you having those diet culture thought and wanting to go back on the diet. I created the weight loss series that started at the beginning of well, mid-November um, to help you bring facts and data as to why dieting is not the solution. The next episode, 218, is going to be part four. We're going to talk about something that most of you probably do not know. It's called weight stigma. And my guest, my colleague, is going to be Kimmy Singh. And we're going to like educate you like never before on this thing that contributes to your health and weight. That's called weight stigma. 
I love you, sister, and I look forward to hanging out with you on the next episode.